Blog Talk Radio.
yourself. have the first and the last and the only say so. So as you all hear, the music has tuned down and shut off. It is time for the service to start, Facebook Live as well as Blog Talk. I'm your host for tonight, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. I just want you all to keep my co-host, Prophet Antoine Thomas, in your prayers. Uh, Just keep on praying for him as God enlarges territory. As God lead and guide him, keep him in your prayers. There's nothing that God can't do. God does it all. Yes and no. So I want to talk about correcting the way we think about things, correcting the way we see things and how we receive things. I was looking up something today, and it took me to, Matthew 16 and 19, it says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whosoever thou shalt bind, I'm sorry, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So I'm saying that because I was looking up the disciples. I it was some stuff I saw on uh, TikTok and Facebook, and I said, God, a lot of us think this stuff is new. A lot of us think this stuff just started happening. A lot of us think that you don't know how to deal with this because we really believe in our hearts that. It's new when your word said there's nothing new under the sun. When your word teaches us that we all have fallen short of the glory. Your word teaches us that we could come to you for anything, that you are a safe place. You are a strong power. We can run to you and be safe. We can run to you with anything and everything we have on our mind or that's troubling our mind. We can run to you, but we think that everything is so sinful that we cannot be forgiven, and that's not true. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. And before I recite that to you, I want to say this. I pray that God gives me the correct words to say. I pray that you all, as well as myself, that we repent right now and ask God to forgive us of every sin that he may hear our request that's being put out on tonight, whether we say it verbally or within our heart or our heart is speaking to you, O Lord. Lord, I ask you to give us ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mind to meditate, ask you to just open up our understanding that we hear what you're saying on tonight. I thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We know that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that he gave his life for us. He died on the cross. He was crucified for us. He didn't, it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't the best idea. I thank God that Jesus decided to take the assignment, and he stayed faithful to the assignment. Just as we read the word and we heard and we um, listened to it as it ministered back to us and as we recited it in in our mind that Jesus didn't want to do it cup from me, but not my will, Lord, your will. As we read that and as we think about it, as we meditate on that, we understand that no sin is new. It's just different because, see, it may be the same sin, but because it's your sin, is yours. It may be the same sin as 
my sand is mine. But the way you go about it, the way I go about it, may be two different ways. And anybody else, it's no, it's nothing new. We think that um, when Jesus came and he died for us, that he didn't have to deal with this. When we read the word and the word tells us about the Sadducees, the Pharisees, it tells us about how um, Jesus dealt with a man with uh, legions of lunatics, spirits. It's about the woman at the well when it tells us about the woman that was caught in adultery. When it tells us so many things, when we really get to the point that we understand that God is God, we get to the point and we understand that God don't make no mistakes. When we get to the point and we understand that God has seen it all, heard it all, dealt with it all, delivered us, everybody, delivered every spirit it is, there's so much that we have to come in true common sense that tells us don't keep lying to yourself, letting the enemy make things up, and, and, and you believe that this is new. As I was reading about the disciples, and I was reading, and I was like, well, God, I was asking Google who was the first disciple, and it was, began to tell me. I wrote some things down. It began to tell me about the the first four, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. It began to tell me about and, um, Andrew and Philip also. Um, what I'm, the reason I said Andrew because I was trying to see what was the difference with them. Peter, Andrew, James were all fishermen. But they all had something they were dealing with different. Um, one of the inserts that I read that said, if you, they were talking about the movie Chosen, how it, it depicts different characters. I was trying to say that the, I didn't mention Matthew. Matthew, who was a tax collector, like our, most the IRS, maybe you'll understand that better. Try to say he had artistic. Hmm. Tried to say that Peter was uh, <clears throat> had ADHD. Um, was trying to say that different ones would had different things going on with them. James was a net mender besides being a fisherman, but they also tried to say he was a tax collector too. I'm just telling you what what uh, Google was telling me. I began to say, God, when you said to Peter that you would build, you know, that you would build your church, you'd give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven, what was it about Peter? Peter was compassion. He was loyal to Jesus Christ. He also had doubts. He asked questions. He also was in the Catholic Church, one of the first popes named St. Peter. You know, when you when you try to go through and you try to look at the different disciples, when you look at Judas Ishkar and you look at Bartimaeus, and you just look at the different ones, Thomas and uh, you just go on. When you look at them, Jesus picked 12 different people with 12 different, different personalities. Some were quiet. Some were not so quiet. Some were great leaders. 
um, probably tried to go with the flow, you know, what was going on so they wouldn't be different. But when you look at that, what Jesus did was pull the best out of each one. And I'm saying that this way because when you get a personal relationship with God, regardless what you see me do or you see anybody else do, you have to understand that God used you. He don't use you the way he used me. He don't use me the way he used my sister. He don't use my sister the way she used my mother. But what he did do was take the characteristics of our parents, and not only did he let us go by their example, but he developed our individual personality also. So when you see people around you or around doing things, and you know it's not giving God honor, you know it's not right, don't just go with the flow. Don't just be caught up because you know how they say something happens, whether it's bad or good, uh, or work another way, whether it's jail or death or discipline. Most of the time, the innocent ones or the ones that was just there is the ones that get caught. Mm-hmm. It seems like I'm saying two different things. But I'm saying to you, we also know Peter denied Christ after he followed him, promised him he would never leave him or he would always be there. He denied him. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times you get caught up in something because you didn't do the correct thing. You didn't do the right thing. I was looking at... Um, something on Facebook, and I, I shared, shared it with, it was on TikTok, I shared it on my Facebook page about guys with sagging pants, and they listening to the uh, these stars I hear that say that's a swag, that's um, uh, cool, but the guy that was talking on the TikTok thing, format, media, whatever you want to call it, he said in jail, that's sex. When you wear your pants like that, you're saying you're available. And um, I was looking at that, and I was like, wow. I know this is not the first time you all heard that, not the first time somebody didn't talk about it, but uh, it's uh, the first time I'm saying something about it out loud over the media, that we need to start correcting ourselves and we need to start coming to the sense is that we need to get a mindset instead of following what others do, we need to follow Jesus Christ. We need to repent. We need to get back to the place that we hear and receive. I hope someone's receiving it, that the Lord is coming back soon. You know, it, I remember growing up where we used to say, man, when I get old, this and that, that and this, you know, when you get a certain age, it's a blessing to get old now. It's a blessing. You, you, we're losing so many young people, young adults, kids, teenagers. We're just losing generations being wiped out. Well, put it like this, family names. You know, uh, fathers want to have sons, so they they name with a tenure. Yeah. But what happens when you are parent of an only child and your name has been taken away? We better know that we know that we can pray. 
We could ask God for forgiveness. We could receive forgiveness. Go to God and tell him all about it. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell your friend, your BFF, or whoever. But go to God and tell him everything. He already knows. He just wants to have that conversation with you. God will deliver you. God will set you free. Some things are going to be done immediately, but some things you're going to have to fight through. I'm telling you, I know as a witness. You have to stay before God. You got to be serious about this thing. You, you, you can't wait for uh, everything to go right to get right with God. It'll never happen. Just like you ask God for blessings and you ask God for things, don't you know the enemy is listening? Just like God gives, the enemy gives too to keep you confused, to keep you on a point where you'd be like, oh, look what God has done for me. Or my pet kids, people say the man of sad. That's why I made sure I got a house with no second floor because I didn't want the man of sad over me. I want to make sure I say the man in heaven, the father in heaven, the creator in heaven, the one and only true God lives in heaven is in heaven, looks down from heaven. I want what I want to say. I don't want to talk up the other way, you know, because when we don't give God his glory, we don't give God his honor, we don't give God his respect, then we're not in a position to be asking God for something because if you're asking God for something, but you're taking on the, uh, how do you say, the gratitude. You're taking on the, uh, the situ- not the, I'm going to say, the situation has been uh, the one that made it happen. Mm-mm. Yes, God reigns on the just as well as the unjust, but God is not going to keep doing things and bringing us out of things when he's not getting his honor. I can't give you breath to breathe that will keep you living. I'm not in a position to uh, help you throughout your life, paying your bills, buying your food, none of that. I, I can't make things happen because If I do anything, it'll be pray. The greatest gift I can give you is a message of repent, go to the Lord, repent, and or go and pray. Pray with you. Pray for you. Send up prayers all about you and your family. That's what I can give you. We got to get to the point, place where we got to start thinking about life correctly. And the correct way of thinking about life is knowing that if God be for me, he's more than the world against me. If God be for me, he's going to make sure he see about me. Well, you know what? When God does for me, I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The glory be to God. A young lady was talking to me and asked me to pray for her, and and I did. And she came back and said, oh, my God, thank you, thank you. I said, to the glory to God. To the glory to God. Because it not, it's not my will. It's not me making nothing happen. It's me getting before God on your behalf. I'm praying with you. I'm praying for you. And I'm asking God to hear my prayer and to see to you about your needs. We got to get to the place of knowing the correct way to go about this thing called life. God breathes life into us. 
from the time we conceived hmm, to this morning when you woke up, this evening when you woke up, whatever, right now, the breath I breathe belongs to the Lord. Every fiber of my body belongs to the Lord. When God says yes, is yes. When God says no, it's no. When God shuts it off, it's shut off. Nobody can turn it on. Nobody can take that yes and make it a no. Nobody can take that no and make it a yes. When God is knocking at your heart like you do, now, he's only going to knock so long. He is. Because, see, if you don't want it, he's going to take it somebody that do. Because, you know, it's like, look at it like this. If somebody's ringing your doorbell and knocking on your door, they're going to work so long before you answer. If you don't answer, they're going to leave. They may come back the next day or later on that day or at another time and ring your doorbell and knock on your door. After a while, they're going to say they don't want to be bothered. I'm going to just go on. Because one thing I do know is I heard the Lord one day. And because I know it was the Lord, because of what I heard him say, he had two people come back and say it to me. And I knew then it was the Lord. So when I had gave my answer, it was yes, Lord. Because, see, I had got confirmation. I had the correct way of thinking that not only did God say it to me first, when the first person mentioned it, they said, God told me to, to ask you and tell you this, what do you say? Pray about it and ask God. Then when he had the next person, the third person say, I'm going to turn it over. Even though that person didn't believe, I could say, in me or that I could do it to stay faithful and consistent, I had to say yes. Even in the middle of my mess, I had enough sense to say yes. See, I, I had to correct my thinking. Even in the middle of my mess, when I said yes, and I began to do it, started falling in love with Jesus the more and the more and the more. And I started finding myself saying, Lord, I thank you. That in the season, you didn't forget about me. When everything was going left and right and down and over and up away from me, God, you didn't forget about me. When I started thinking about what could have been, I said, God, you didn't forget about me. Because, see, we get so caught up in ourselves, our means, our minds, our eyes. We forget about the Lord because we get so full of ourselves, we start thinking that I made this happen or I'm so great now, I don't need to be that I don't need to be that. But you know what? God is great. God is awesome. God ain't going to put no more on us than we can bear. Just like he tell you when to go, he tells you when to sit down. He tells you when to speak. He tells you when to be quiet and listen. He tells you when to give. He tells you when to receive. We have to get to a correct place in God where we know that God is speaking. So even when things is going on, before we react, because, you know, out of every action there's a reaction. So out of every conversation that you have, someone's talking to you, or you're getting ready to talk to somebody, you should be praying before, praying during, and pray while they're talking. Say, Lord, please don't let me 
feet from let me show up. Lord, you show up. You show up. This is for your glory. Because whatever come out of my mouth, God, I not only do I want it to reflect you, I want them to see you and not me. Because, see, sometimes we can get so caught up. But we have to get to the place where we have to say, you know what, well, I know the word of God says. And I know that God would have me to say this, and this is what God is telling me to say. We have to get to that place where we have to start correcting ourselves because we are going to be held accountable for every word, every action. Yes, God threw it in the sea of forgiveness that we repented from. But what about the stuff we're doing right now? We may not even be aware. But we have to get to the place that we have to start correcting ourselves before I go to bed, Lord, forgive me of every sin. Mm. Put me in my dreams, God. Cover my dreams. Don't let the enemy consume me or have a conversation with me in my dreams. God, I give myself in my dreams state over to you. That's what we have to start saying because the enemy of our soul don't want us to be in a place where we saying, God, I saw that thing. God, I need you to get that. You don't want us in a place where we can say, God, I need you to correct me. We know his word says those that he loves, he chastens. God loves me. Mm. I can tell y'all, it's some things that I have been through in my life, some things I have dealt with. You know, God had to teach me how to get past shame and embarrassment. You know, no, I'm not so perfect or I'm not so above. Yes, I've had shame. I've had embarrassment. I've had it. and But I trust God. So if anybody want to remember that and bring that up, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. I'm at the point I laugh at it with you because God has brought me from that. God has corrected my mindset. I'm not perfect for some things he's still working on with me, but I will tell you in a minute. Look, that right there, I, I still got that on the altar with God, so that I'm going to leave that alone and hope you do too, but if you don't, I'm okay with it. You stuck there. You so busy saying where I was, you can't see where I'm at. You so busy living on what I did, you can't see what God has done. You're so busy trying to relive an old place, you don't even see the new place. What God has done, what God is doing, what God has broke. When you decide to walk in correction, you walk with the idea what God has done for me, what God is doing for me, what God is going to do. I'm waiting on the Lord to take me to the next level. God, prepare me for whatever it is you have. You've heard me say that before. If you haven't, hear me now. God, prepare me for the next level. Prepare me for what's coming up before this year ends, and prepare me for the next year for what the new year is going to bring to begin with. God, I ask you to be the Lord of my life throughout the rest of 2023 and all of 2024. From this day forward, God, you said you would bless my going out and my coming in. As I walk out, God, you're blessing me. While I'm out there, everywhere I go, God, you're with me. As I'm coming in, God, you're blessing me. God, the oil is running down Aaron's beard. When you bless me, you bless my family. God, we, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm holding on to you. I'm not changing my mind about you, Lord. Because, hmm. see, I want to be who God says I am. I want to be who God has called me to be. I want to be the person that has not stood before anybody saying, oh, you know, um, I'm perfect. No, you all that know me, see me, you know I'm not perfect. 
but I personally love God. Mm-hmm. I love God. The best thing about it is that God knows I'm human. And with me being human, God is saying to me, I can be who I want to be in him. I'm just looking at my, this thing is just acting up so, this thing is acting up so I don't know what to say about it. I thank God for, God, excuse me for that little shut off, but God told me through him all things is possible. God told me with him I can have whatever I say. God told me with him he would take my feet out of the Maori face. He would give me my heart's desire. Don't get me wrong. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I know that God came to give me life and that more abundantly. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. And as long as I'm in this world, I want God to save me. Because one thing I do know is God is God. Jesus is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And I want and I live by desiring all three. Lord, when I sit back and think of the goodness, when I sit back and think of your mercy and your grace, when I sit back and think about all the things you have brought me through, when I sit back and look at what you brought my family through, when I sit back and think of how you have sent confirmation, when I sit back and think of how you have patience waiting on me, when I sit back and think of how you have thought so much of me, you gave me another chance. You know, we, we hear people say, oh, God said if I take one step here, take two. God been taking all of the steps all along. All I'm trying to do is catch up. I'm trying to follow the Lord. I'm trying to walk with him as I talk with him. I'm trying to listen to him as he speaks to me. I'm trying to correct my mindset to understand that I need to make people know, look, God can forgive you for that. But God teaches us to forgive too. We know that's a hard thing to do. Forgive someone that has wronged us. Forgive someone that has hurt us. Forgive someone that we know should have had our back. Mm. Forgive. We know that we have to ask God to teach us how not hold people to an expectation that we don't want to be held to. Mm. Now, that was a good one right there. Mm. See, we have to correct our mindset. I don't want to be held to certain expectations where I'm expecting forgiveness and understanding, but I don't want to give out forgiveness and understanding. Hmm. Y'all, we see what's going on on the news. We hear it on the radio. We read it on the social media. We hear it on social media. We see it in newspapers and magazines and any other form and fashion. We getting this information. But, you know, I've, I've heard it said five or six times over the past week and a half. If you read the Bible, you haven't read anywhere in it where it talks about America and the Bible. If you found America mentioned in the Bible, let me know. I mean, it it talks about Israel. It talks about other countries, and it talks about other places. But 
you haven't heard anything from the Bible about America. So those of us that are living here and calling ourselves Americans, whether we're here or anyplace else, we better get so in tune with God. We better repent so that when things happen, we don't get caught up with the I didn't know, I wish I had a, I should have. God, yes, I talk to God and tell God what my desires are, but I still have to God, not my will, but your will. I have to talk to God and say, God, however, this hope, Lord, I want to I want my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I want to be on the right side. I want my inheritance coming in the kingdom of God. You know, we we sit back. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I spoke on this uh, last week about hitting the lottery. And as I was speaking with my sister and we were talking and um God has shared with her as well as he showed, shared with me. We have hit the lottery. I have this lifestyle here. I have another lifestyle. I have so many things I've been through in life. I hit that lottery of God said yes. Mm-hmm. I hit that lottery of God taking me out of a, as I said earlier, the Mari Clay. I hit the lottery of knowing that God has my back and God has brought me to, through, from, and I'm in it. God has took care of my family and kept them. Even with the loss of my sister, God kept her. I thank God because, see, knowing that I know that my loved ones is in heaven, I, I hit the lottery. See, a lot of us try to get rich or looking for the get rich quick scheme. But sometimes you better understand. When I say sometimes, you better understand that that may not be the right thing for you. You probably need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me correct my mind to be grateful over a few things. Because your word said if I'm grateful over a few things, you will make me rule over many. He didn't say he was gonna. Everybody was gonna have a, you know, billion dollars, million dollars, or whatever. But see, what he did say that if you are grateful over a few things, he'll make you rule over many. But you know, we we forgot about when he fed Israel with the manna. We forgot about when his prophet was under the bridge and he had to raise and bring up see, bring up food. We we forgot about them things. We forgot about the five loaves of bread and a fish and when he fed the 4,000 or 5,000. We forgot about that. See, a lot of times we want to walk around with the first coach and driving a, a Tesla or the Audi 8 or, or, or the SUV, the Genesis. You know, we want people to see us like that. But see, sometimes you better look back and say, God, even driving this Chevy Cruze, I didn't hit the lottery because I could have been still out there in the rain, in the snow, in the wind blowing on the bus stop. I could have still been out there doing this and doing that, but God, you said no. God, I thank you for taking me off that bus stop. Mm. I may not have a venture card no more because I'm paying a car note. I may not have a, <laughs> a, a how do you say, to walk up the block a couple of pieces because I didn't have enough to buy a venture card, but you gave me a car. You gave me a bicycle. You gave me something to get around. You gave me a scooter, electric bike, whatever you got. Even if it is a venture card, thank God for that. Because, see, a lot of times 
we don't even give God the thanks for the little things. And if you don't have nothing, you're late to walk. Thank God for that. Thank God for being in your right mind to your health and strength. That's the lottery. Thank God for all that he has done. Mm-hmm. When I was talking about some correction, you got to understand. I'm going to read that to you again. God, I, he said in 16, my page blew over because my fan on. Give me a second here. 16 and 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whosoever, I keep saying whoso, forgive me, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So you need to bind up the unbelief. You need to bind up this way of thinking because Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Correct yourself. Correct your thinking. Don't let somebody else tell you that you need the correction or you think in the wrong way and you start saying they hate us. No. Ask God because 9 out of 10, God already told you you need to say you're sorry or you need to apologize or you need to correct that. Let's go about correcting ourselves before we correct someone else because even the word teaches about the man trying to get the being out of his brother out and he got the boat in here. Don't see so much, you know, going on with somebody else that you can't see what's going on with you. Okay? So I thank you all for listening to me on tonight to just share with you about how we need to just look at correction, seeking the kingdom of God, repenting, turning our hearts and our minds back to the Lord. I'm not worried about the riches. I'm not worried about this or that. Don't give me my thank God for everything I have, but I thank God for knowing that I have him protected me. So at this time, I'm going to say if anybody on blog talk would like to say anything they could, please speak up at this time. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for uh, the things that you talked about on tonight. Um, just wanted to go back to a few things that you said you were talking about how um, God had revealed to me the things about the lottery and how he had allowed me to share it. That was a recent thing that I was praying about that I just want to be transparent uh, on. I had asked God to allow me to win the lottery. And someone had said to me, you can't win the lottery if you don't play it. And then God had took me further to let me know that the lottery is based off a chance and that the people that are over it aren't working on chance. They're actually working on the fact that we are betting on chance. And so then I asked God to show me what he was talking about. And that's when God showed me that he has a blessing plan. And it's not based off of the lottery. And so I don't have to play it. I don't have to work on the chance. I just have to believe in God. I have to trust God. I have to know that he's faithful and that he's just. And I'm grateful that God is showing me that Chance, it's like a vapor. It, it can go, it can come, you can miss it. But if God just blesses you a little bit, it'll be worth more than the lottery. Many people have won lotteries and lost it. Many people have won lotteries and they uh, kept it. But God was showing me how when he blessed me and when he blesses me, 
whether it was something I prayed about when I was 13 years old or something I put on a bucket list or whatever we would call it, to be blessed by God, we don't want to. I don't want to call it a lottery anymore. I want to call it what it is. It's a blessing from God. When God blesses you, it can be monetary, it can be provisions, it can be property, it can be food, it can be peace of mind, peace of heart, it can be health, it can be strength. It's so much more until the lottery can't give me that because there are a lot of rich, miserable people. But when you're truly blessed by God, when you truly have a relationship with God, when you truly fellowship with God, when you truly pray to God, when you truly seek God God with all that you are and shall ever be, that's a blessing. And I thank God for showing me the difference between a blessing and the worldly lottery that men upstairs, men downstairs, Men to the left and the right are over that, and it's temporal. But what God has for us is we're blessed in the city and we're blessed in the field. We're the head and we're not the tail. And so I thank God for his faithfulness and for the revelation of me seeking him and to love him and to please him and then him blessing me. And it's always more than what the lottery can give me in, it's just not the peace that the blessings of God brings me. That's all. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Is there anyone else at this time would like to speak? Well, I thank you all for tuning in on tonight. I thank you all for taking time out to listen on Blog Talk as well as Facebook Live. I want to just say, God, I appreciate you. I love you. I honor you. I give you all the glory, all the praise. I thank you for just knowing that I could come to you regardless of whatever is going on. I choose you this day, God, as I have chosen you every other day, and I will continue to choose you every day for it, for being my Lord and Savior. I want to say this foundational scripture for this program is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Thank you for allowing us to have this Friday night service with Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron Ministries that is worldwide web on blog talk and on social media, Facebook. I want you all to know that you come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, five minutes of Kaiser will be your host again. If you would like to tune in on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser that you just heard speak will be bringing forth the Word of God this Sunday morning. Please tune in. If you come back this Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our very own Dr. Serena Wright will be our speaker. Please tune in to hear what Dr. Wright has to say. And if you come back on Wednesday at 4 p.m., I will be having a Wisdom Wednesday on 4 p.m. At this time, um, I will see what God has for me to share with you all about wisdom. So please tune in on Wednesday. So our our message tonight is just to let you all know that we should correct ourselves before we try to correct anything or anybody else. If we don't see anything else, we need to see that correction lies here. Ministry starts at home. Starting yourself first. That's for tonight. So don't forget, if you need a prayer line, you can call Pastor Linda Handy at 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. 
Access code is 647-147. Access code is 647-147. If you would like to have another prayer line, you can call Sister Carmen's prayer line at 605-313-4284. 605-313-4284. Her access code is 528-2606. If you would like to have prayer in the morning with a text, you can put a text Reverend Festus Johnson at 331-244-0079, 331-244-0079. I would like to ask you all to keep praying for Minister Margo McCor, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, Apostle Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Dr. Serena Wright, Prophet Antoine Thomas, and Reverend Elder Lon Seabury, Evangelist Tony Montgomery and Ron Montgomery. Keep myself and my family also in your prayers. We want you all to know that there's nothing that God can do. There's so many people that have lost loved ones that I know, you know. Um, just hold their family up, their children, their spouses. Just hold them up. Even if you don't have a way of contacting them, remember what I told you earlier. Prayer is free. It's given to us by God, and prayer works. So, again, thank you for tuning in. We love you with the love of the Lord. And I pray that everybody heard something on tonight to comfort them, touch their hearts, and I just want you to know that God is waiting on you. Answer, the, answer his call. Good night, everyone. Amen. <laughs>